everyone. This is Becky Hennessy, host of the Reformers Collective podcast. This episode is a conversation I had on the stage with guest speaker Amanda Lakes. It was during the first Reformers Collective Conference held on October 18th and 19th at Trinity Church in Cedar Hill, Texas. Amanda Moreno Lake, right, has been in the construction and real estate business for over 20 years. That's all. You've done a lot in 20 years, girl. You have done a lot in 20 years. And let's see, what else does it say? It says, you are currently serving as the president of redevelopment at Jim Lake's companies. These two power real estateers, they own half of Dallas or <laughs> Bishop Arts. Has anybody we ever actually, been to Bishop Arts and re- eaten at a restaurant at Bishop Arts? All right. You can I, thank Amanda for all of that. Thank you. I always say we don't own it. God just allows us to manage it. That's really good. That's really good. They redeveloped um, downtown Waxahachie. That's Amanda and Jim Lakes. And now they're working on you guys. Downtown Cedar Hill. Downtown Ennis. Where else? Grand Prairie. Well, I think I'm going to stop with Ennis and Cedar Hill. Okay, at this time. we're going to stop right now. <laughs> so, um, if you see something happening in towns around this area, it's probably because of Jim and Amanda Lake. So, Amanda, how in the world did you become so involved in reforming communities? How have you done that? through Dallas Real Estate and Business. Can you share your story with us, please? Sure. First generation, my parents uh, came here from Mexico and my dad, when he was 16 years old, and my dad would travel back and forth. My dad started buying real estate in Mexico. And so I thought that's what I should do, is buy real estate. And I, when I first started dealing with the city of Dallas, I had a really hard time pulling a permit or working through the city of Dallas. Um, and I realized how hard it is to get your certificate of occupancy, and I thought, oh my goodness, if it's this hard for me that I have, I'm able to speak the language, I can only imagine how it would be for the people that can't. And so I had a hard time with the inspectors. They would come out and say, you know, this is what you need to do. I would do it. A different inspector would come out and say, oh no, you've got to do this more. I mean, it gave me more lists of things to do. And then I'm like, I need to order Chapter 51 of the Dallas Development Code in order to be informed. And so that is the code book for the city of Dallas. So every time an inspector would come out and tell me to do something, and I'm like, okay, what chapter, under what page are we speaking about? Because it could actually put you out of business. Uh, it could, it, you know, the city of Dallas or any municipality, when you're trying to pull a certificate of occupancy to start your own business, it literally can put you out of business if you don't know the process and it's hard. It's not an easy thing. So I made, I made it a point to order Chapter 51 of the Dallas Development Code and all the code books. So I just started pulling permits for other people. Uh, I wouldn't know how to charge. So I would say, why don't you just pay me enough to buy me a nice pair of shoes? Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to charge. Um, and that's how I got started with my first business. I started in Bishop Arts at the age of 17 years old. I bought my first business. Uh, first building, I had a Western store, and I mean, God has blessed me from then. Incredible! I I'm just a risk taker. Yes, yeah, you say yes. Yes, you say and yes. <laughs> I say yes for everything. I just do it. So good. So you shared with me the first time, you guys. When God put it on my heart 
to say I'm a reformer and do a reformers gathering. Amanda was one of the first persons I called her office and we had never really met. We kind of knew each other through Hope Mansion and through some fundraisers, but we really didn't know each other. And I made an appointment to go talk to um, Amanda because I'm like, if anybody is, an, is a reformer, it's Amanda Lakes, you know. And so I made an appointment and I sat down with her and I'm kind of trying to share my idea. I didn't even know what this would look like or what a conference or reformers. But I'm like, I'm trying to get people who will pour into the next generation who has reformed cities and communities. And then I met Farrell and Alonzo, you know, but it was all after I had met you at the Bank of America building. And, and you just gave me so much hope because you were like, yes, let's do that. And I'm not a good public speaker, so I'm extremely uncomfortable here, <laughs> believe it or not. I, this is the first time I actually uh, come out and, and speak. I don't like speaking about myself, so this is something that I just want to thank you so much wow. because I believe that this is what I need to be doing, is sharing my experiences uh, with others and, and, and say, hey, there is hope. You just really have to take that risk and, um, and just go for it. You shared with that day in that your office of some of the things you did because you didn't get a college degree in in this. You self-taught yourself by joining the right committees or the boards, getting on boards. So how did, tell me about that, how you started doing that. So I realized that I needed um, help. So the first thing I did is get involved. You need to be involved with your local chambers. And I thought that's the first thing I would do is join the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce and it took me almost 25 years to become the chairman of the board. I never quit. Uh, in 2016, I became the chairman of the board. But when I joined the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce, I was able to join different committees within the chamber. And it helped me and educated me and introduced me to people. And I believe that it's not about chasing the almighty dollar. I believe about in building relationships and when you built relationship money comes it's so good and so i was asking her about different things and she was telling me who the uh dallas city council person was of that sector and of that sector and of that sector and she has learned and made relationships with every person on the city council right plan commission city council the mayor call them they represent you and i always say that if if you don't call them shame on you they're there for you and if you have questions with the economic development committees, meet with them, schedule an appointment. And that's what I've done. I've been involved with the Oak Cliff Chamber of Commerce, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I was on the DART board for eight years, 292 meetings. So you had some slides for us to, to walk through some things with us. Do you guys, are you ready for that, that we could go through that and let just Amanda speak to those? Go ahead, talk about that. So that is Bishop Arts, I believe, in 1985. I started in 89, so in that far corner is where Om's Restaurant and then Bishop Market. That's what it looked like before. We couldn't give the spaces away. So it wasn't to the city of Dallas spend $2.1 million to be able to revitalize it. I believe in business, it takes a public-private partnership in order to be able to, to be successful in anything you're doing. So good. Next picture. That is the Rogers Hotel. It's an old hotel that was built, I believe, in 1912. And when we acquired it, it was pretty much vacant. I'm proud to say that we're like 89%. We did a mixed-use development of office use, uh, retail, and residential. You know, when we start redevelopment, we're not developers. We're redevelopers. We take old buildings 
that are neglected and nobody wants. And it's like Pandora's box. So we never know what we're going to get into until we actually bring it down to the skins of the building. And then we find out, oh, my goodness, this is, <laughs> this is a big mess. <laughs> but we enjoyed it. One of our buildings for the first time fell down. And so we're going to be doing a project that it'll be a four story in downtown Ennis and it'll be new construction. So I think God wants me to do some new construction here because that was really not my passion. But because it fell down, I feel the need to be able to redevelop that. So good. Next picture. That is in Ennis as well. And so we, we've acquired probably um, about 80,000, about nine buildings of Ennis. And we went to this municipality, and of, like Waxahachie, it was like a ghost town. And these projects take time. People think that it's going to happen overnight. Bishop Arts took time. Um, and all these buildings that we go to, they all take time. And um, people that... Um, a lot of the residents in Waxahachie felt like we were taking too long to redevelop. But with these buildings, you've got to really be able to do, for us, is make a, a good product. We're not, we're not people that come in and purchase buildings and then we're out in five years. So everything we do, we're going to do the best that we can because we're long-term. We will never sell any of our buildings that we have, that we love and that have character. And that's our passion. So we would never sell them. So... I mean, you never go, when we went there, the good thing is that the city was able to spend almost $8 million because their infrastructure wasn't in place. So before we developed it, we went to the city and said, look, we're not going to start developing these buildings until your infrastructure is in place. Because what's going to happen when everybody starts washing their clothes, turning the water at the same time, their infrastructure wasn't there. So they listened and they spent about $8 million in their infrastructure. So now we're getting ready to start developing and we're very excited about it. I mean, are you just listening to this? How just someone with some real estate ability and influence can literally rebuild and help a city. They listen to you. And the city of Cedar Hill have been really kind to us as well. They're putting their infrastructure in place and, and redeveloping. And it's, it's what it takes. Uh, it's that's, a, that's me. I'm one of those ones who drive by that. Like, when are they going to start doing something that we can see, right? But before they do stuff that you can see and actually appreciate, you have to do the things that no one sees. The water lines, the sewer lines, the electrical capacity that it needs and uh, making it sure that it's pedestrian-friendly and walkable yeah. uh, and do a really nice job to do a pedestrian-friendly so bike rides. Awesome. Uh, What's the next one? Is that the last one? This is good. This the is Oak Cliff good. Tower. So the Oak Cliff Tower, I used to uh, go into this building when I was a child. My father uh, had a, um, a lady that he worked with that did all his insurance business. So I would walk in this building when I was like 10 years old. And this building came about, they were selling it, and I told my husband, we, we need to buy that building. And he's like, we've got plenty of real estate to say grace over. <laughs> we're trying to semi-retire. Um, we don't need another building. I'm like, no, this is the other puzzle to, the other piece. The other piece to our puzzle. And I'm so glad that I have a wonderful partner and husband that has blessed me so much with always encouraging me and helping me. And uh, he doesn't say no very often. <laughs> so I love that. Um, but he uh, partnered up with, uh, with me and some partners, and we were able to purchase this. And when we acquired it, it was 
52% lease, and now we're almost at 80% lease. So good. That's the tall Bank of America building, it's yes. saying, right? Um, you guys, she yes. allowed us to go into the workroom the other night, a couple of weeks ago, and have prayer. And it was beautiful because the whole wall there is a, a, a downtown skyline. And so we were able to pray over South Dallas and Bonton Farms and, uh, you know, all of the, those areas there in Bishop Arts. So thank you for that. I have a question here. Was that the last one or is there one more? Is that one? It says, love, love what you do and trust God. Talk about that, Amanda. You have to have a passion for whatever you're doing. I, I have um, three, three boys, and I tell them, everybody thinks I'm going to say, go into real estate or become a lawyer, become a doctor. And I tell my boys, I want them. College is not for everyone. I didn't go to college. I started my first business when I was 17 years old, and, and I didn't go to college. My parents didn't go to college. My grandparents didn't go to college. So that wasn't instilled in us. It was more instilled in us to open up your own business. And that's exactly what I have done. And I tell my, I tell my children, I want them to go to college, but I realize college is not for everyone. But if it's not for you, then whatever you're doing, you need to have a passion for what you're doing. Because when you're do, when you have a passion for it, you, it doesn't even seem like work. Every day is a treasure hunt for me. Every day is fun. I don't know what I'm going to do, who I'm going to meet. But every day, I love what I do so much. And I say, am I really making money and getting paid for this? Because I really have a passion for old buildings and redeveloping. And not, it's, for me, it's really not about the money. I want to make a difference in our community and everywhere that we go. I want to make sure that I leave a a good example for my children and my my children and for the, and for the community. And so like when I say I don't sell, I really don't. I, I get asked all the time, will you sell these buildings? And I in every municipality now I'm in, and I'm like, no, this is for my children and my great-grandchildren so and for future. So good. <laughs> what advice do you have for those who dream of getting involved in business and how do they get started? So, you know, you said follow your passions, but what do they do? What are some practical things that a person can do? I would first go to uh, join your local chamber. Uh, you're, believe it or not, they have so much to offer. That's why it's called a chamber of commerce. And they have lots of programs that you can learn. Uh, I would find out who your your state representative or your city council person who your city plan commissioner is. Uh, I would find out um, whenever there's a plan development area that your municipality is creating, then you know that there's development that's coming up. Um, plan development areas are created to be able to have a TIF, to, be, to have a PID, and there's always HUD money available as well when you're doing um, a residential component to it. We, Jim and I have never applied for any HUD money uh, but municipalities, we've learned that municipalities will will support you and help you. And there's CDBG funds. So really get knowledgeable about what's in your municipality. There's a facade program um, where money is allocated. When I started, I didn't. Ha- I had a beeper when I first started. I didn't have all these phones that you're able to Google and everything. So find out what kind of programs are out there. Uh, in, within your, your municipality, within your city, and also federal um, funds that are out there. So become knowledgeable about what's going on in your city, number one. Get involved. Be part of, of your community. Be part of your city. And I always say 
get on boards and commissions because if you don't have a seat at the table, you're just on the menu. And that's what I say. You need to be involved. So good. So good. Give it up for Amanda. Thank you so much for coming. You look gorgeous. Thank you. So good. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to call, I'm going to, um, spring something on you, Farrell and Elizabeth. I want you guys to come up here. You're all, you are into this city thing and the re redesign and reforming and buying and making good things. Amanda, why don't you stand up? We want to bless you this morning. I just want you ladies just to, um, pray over, would you just pray over her and, uh, her real estate business, but that God would give her the future plans, how she's supposed to mentor others and speak more and the new, the new season in your life, Amanda, you know how to do the other things, but God's taking you into a new place in a new season. And we want to speak that and bless you with that. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yes, absolutely. All right. Farrell, would you start? And then Elizabeth, something about when you said your shoes, so I believe I'm supposed to bless your feet. So right now, Father, I just kneel down and I just place a blessing on her feet, God. I thank you for the territory that these feet have taken. And I thank you, God, that there's so much more, that she has literally paved the pathway for others to walk on. I thank you that people like myself and others in this room will walk on the path that she has paved, that these feet have paved through her obedience and her courage. I place an anointing on these feet for greater works, God, that the territory that she takes is encroaching upon everywhere the enemy has stolen from your people. I thank you, God, that everywhere these feet tread, she is opening doors for access for people in the kingdom to enter into God. And I thank you, Father, that this anointing on her life, God, is coming upon everyone in this room that so desires it, God. Even as I grab her hand now, Lord, I just pull down the blessings of heaven, God. And I just say more unto her, more unto this room, God, more, Lord. Let it flow, God, into my hand. Let it flow, God, into every ear that's under the sound of my voice right now. Thank you, Father. Let your spirit go into the atmospheres that she's taken and recreate new destinies for every family, for every business, for every person that enters into these buildings. Let the kingdom of heaven come in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we just thank you for the places that she's occupied, Lord God. We thank you for the places that she's treaded in the spirit, God. We just even, we affirm her as a trailblazer today, Lord. We just say, Lord God, that she has paved the way and she has walked through the tall grass with you, Lord God. A lot of things unknown, just following the instinct of Holy Spirit, not even knowing the wind that she was changing was the wind of God. And so, Father God, right now, we just release, Father God, a breakthrough anointing over her life. We declare and we declare a turnaround over every single thing. It's almost like there's a there's a retainer wall. I don't even know what that is. Um, and I feel like the Lord is saying that he's going to break it open. And so, Father God, right now, we just release the waters of heaven. We declare the flood and the breakthrough, God. We just even declare, Father God, that every city that she owns real estate in, Father God, would be a portal, an open heaven, Father God, for it's like creativity, it's entrepreneurship, it's business building its expansion. Father God, we bless the works of her hand. Father God, I even thank you for Holy Spirit downloads and blueprints. Amanda, I feel like the Lord is saying he's about to give you blueprints like you've never seen before. Father God, we release imagination and creativity. Father God, we break off the limitations off of her right now that have been in place by man. 
Father God, and we just release her to dream. Um, you're going to begin to have dreams. The Lord says you're going to begin to have dreams and you're going to begin to know where you're supposed to invest and you're going to begin to know what you're supposed to do with the buildings. There's properties that have been vacant that the Lord is going to begin to give you dreams and hope and vision for. Father God, we call forth the laborers. Father God, we call forth the intercessors. Father God, for the apostolic work of the kingdom that you're doing in her life. And so we just say, Holy Spirit, that you would have your way, Father God. I just keep hearing like increase and breakthrough in Jesus name. Give it up for Miss Amanda Moreno Lakes.